Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui and a big welcome to Elemental, an RNZ podcast celebrating the periodic table's 150th birthday. I'm Alison Balance. And I'm Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And this is episode 33 of Elemental. And today we are talking about hafnium or hafnium. I don't know, I just read it as hafnium, <laughs> but that may be a New Zealand thing, I don't know. <laughs> Where does the name come from? Well, it comes from Hafnia. I'm going to go with the short A rather than the long A. So it comes from Hafnia, which is in fact the Latin name for Copenhagen. Hands up who knew that. No, not me. (laughs) And that's where the element was isolated. Well, once again, folks, this is an element that I have never heard of. It is, I think, our first element named after a city. We've had the village of Itaby for Erbium Mm -hmm. and various countries but no cities. Yes. Vital stats, please. Okay, so it's elemental symbol of HF, atomic number of 72, and that makes it a transition metal. And it sits, in fact, right at the edge of uh, the transition metal and the lanthanoids. So for a long time, scientists thought it might actually have been a lanthanoid, but we know now that uh, the d orbitals are important in this, and so that makes it a transition metal. And again, another element that was predicted by Mendeleev to fill a gap in his table And it wasn't, in fact, discovered until 1923. And that makes it the second last of the naturally occurring non-radioactive elements to be isolated. Crikey. (laughs) So second to last. Yes. Naturally occurring. Penultimate, I believe, is the word. Yeah, that's a nice word. Non-radioactive. Okay, yep, got that. Now, hafnium is pretty much always found in combination with its above neighbour in the periodic table, a thing called zirconium, which we'll be coming to in around about December. Eventually. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, you said you hadn't heard of it before, Alison. It's relatively abundant, so it's about the 45th most abundant element, so there's a fair bit of it in the Earth's crust. And the reason why it always occurs together with zirconium is that hafnium has got a filled F-shell of electrons, And there's a thing called the lanthanide contraction, which, again, anybody who's studied third-year inorganic chemistry would know about. And what this means is that zirconium atoms and hafnium atoms are pretty much the same size, and because they're the same size, they behave very, very chemically similarly, and they're very difficult, in fact, to get apart. So if I've got this right, zirconium sits above it, so you'd expect it to be smaller, but because of this contraction, the hafnium is much smaller than it ought to be. That's a better answer than I get in some of my third-year exams. Yes, perfect. Okay. Full marks. (laughs) Thank thank you very much, Professor. Now, what are hafnium's notable features? Okay, well, um, (laughs) that's a really good question. Does it have any? Well, (laughs) Of course it does. (laughs) Again, as, as I said, all elements have got at least one use. 
So what we find is that hafnium-containing ceramics are very, very, very resistant to temperature. They're the, amongst certainly the highest melting substances known. So a thing called hafnium carbide, for example, melts above 3,800 degrees Celsius, and that's higher than diamond. And the metal itself melts at 2,230 degrees Celsius. So very, very, very high melting beasties, these. So useful for very hot places. Indeed, such as uh, the interior of plasma torches that are used to cut steel. So there's a button of uh, hafnium metal in these things. And what this does is uh, very easily releases electrons into the air and that maintains the plasma and the metal doesn't melt. So that's all good. And historically, it was also used uh, in the Apollo lunar modules uh, because alloys of hafnium as well are very, very high melting. And so uh, in the Apollo modules, they used a niobium-hafnium-titanium alloy in the thruster nozzles of these uh, lunar modules. Now, the heyday of the lunar modules was, I'm thinking, 60s and 70s. Are we still using it in space exploration? Uh, that's, that's a very good question and one that you'd probably have to ask NASA, so that's my way of saying I'm not sure. OK, fair enough. <laughs> However, um, it does have other uses, and probably its most useful feature these days is in uh, nuclear reactor control rods. It's very, very good at absorbing neutrons. We've seen other elements that are good at that as well. And most importantly, it's very, very resistant to corrosion. And so that makes it ideal for this particular application. Trouble is, uh, even though it's relatively abundant, it's pretty darn expensive because you've got to get all the zirconium out of it, otherwise it doesn't work. And so therefore, there's about sort of 50-ish control rods apparently in the average nuclear reactor, and the cost for all of those is certainly in the millions of dollars. Any other uses for hafnium? (laughs) This is a good one. So there's an isotope of hafnium, hafnium hafnium-176, and that is used in a thing called the lutetium hafnium geochronometer. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Oh, indeed. So lutetium is pretty much directly to the left of hafnium in the periodic table. It's the last of the lanthanoids. And so you get a lutetium isotope, lutetium-176, and that decays to hafnium-176. The half-life for that process is around about 37 billion years. So... What geochemists look for is the hafnium-176 isotope trapped in rocks, because that's the only way it can be formed from lutetium-176. And if you know how much of that isotope is in the rocks, you can do some back calculation and uh, you'll come up with the age of the rocks, knowing the half-life of that lutetium isotope. Jolly good. There's a lot more to hafnium than I thought we would actually have to talk about. (laughs) Uh, But I now have nothing left to say. (laughs) So we'll keep this short and sweet. This has been episode 33 of Elemental, a podcast from RNZ. We live online at rnz.co.nz slash chemistry. And you can subscribe as a podcast in all the usual places. We're back next time with Helium. But until then, I'm Alan Blackman. And I'm Alison Balance. Mate wa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.